Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this gift of life, the breath that we breathe, that our lungs did not tire and give up yesterday. We thank you that we are alive today, Lord. And we thank you that we are in your presence. We thank you, Father, for the gift of yourself to us, that opportunity to come to you. You draw us. Without you drawing us near, we can't come. And you empower us to pray. Even when we pray in the spirit, we pray at the expense of your energy, not our own. It cannot be pushed from the flesh. We understand that, Father, so we thank you. The flesh would tire. We thank you, Father, that you are ever willing to renew your mercy for us and pour that grace into our lives that will bring restoration. You do that every morning. In the hope that we will turn back from our sinful ways, stop falling into the trap of that pit, rise again so that we might walk with you in the cool of the trees just like you walked with Adam. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts. That when we come to you, we are able to leave all our worries, all our cares, all our problems outside. And just focus on that time communing with you. So that in that silence where all the extra noise is cut off, we are able to hear you speak to us in the spirit. We are able to hear the answers, the solutions, the directions that you give us. And we acknowledge your presence in this prayer, Father. We acknowledge your presence as we come to you worshipping in spirit and in truth. In our spirits. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path in our prayer. We trust in you, o Lord, with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding but on the revelation that you grant us in the name of Jesus. And we share that same peace and joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you, all that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. And with every person for whom prayers have been requested on this group, that your spirit touch their lives this day, we ask for that quickening, Lord. We ask for that renewal. We ask for that revival. And we call on your name in our prayer. The name of our Father, our Maker, the one who is always faithful and never goes back on his word, the Elohim Adonai, the preserver of men whose hand is not short to redeem us. We come with that confidence, Lord, knowing this. And we ask of more revelation of you, to know you more. So that when we pray and when we call on your name, we know who we are calling on. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith. The one through whom we have received our authority so that we can pray and we can command. The one who is the way, the truth and the life. The Lord who healed, as Isaiah 54 verse 10 says. The one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, 
our sanctification, our redemption, that cornerstone on which we build the, the house of our Christian experience, our church. And we bring the name of his spirit, spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, spirit of light and life, the spirit of truth. It is he through whom we receive revelation. It is he who has now made his tabernacle in our body and gives life to that mortal body. That we are charged to receive and hear in the spirit. The breath of the father given to us. And Jesus promised us that through him, he would never leave us, but he would be with us always, even until the end of time. Father, we thank you for the gift of your word and your spirit. We thank you for the gift of prayer that completes that recipe of creation. Where we can speak creation, we can speak life into every dead situation, every dead bones. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels your destiny help us. So that wherever we fall short, this is your provision for us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every physical provision as well. The work of our hands, food on our table, roof over our head, family that cares for us and loves us, friends that are some sometimes closer than brothers. Destiny help us. That stick around even when we don't mean anything to them. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. That we might learn, we might gain, that we might receive from you. That we might rise in our spiritual journey with you in alignment to qualify to receive those gifts. To use them out of the revelation that you pour into our hearts. All for the growth of your kingdom. All in order to bless ourselves and to bless others. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer, and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak, every prayer we make, every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by your precious blood, Jesus, as we declare it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. Let it be that wall of fire, that every force of wickedness that comes against it be judged by that wall of fire, that blood that has won all victories in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. We command that angelic protection and we declare divine exemption from all of these calamities for these your people father in the mighty and powerful name of jesus we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it 
without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we sent it. And we send it in faith, in the name of Jesus. Amos 3, verse 3 says, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? And this agreement that I'm looking to touch upon is between us and God. The question here is, are we in alignment with Him? So I'd like to touch and reflect upon that alignment. When would we or when are we in alignment with God? And if not, then how do we come in alignment with Him? So first, what does aligning mean? Aligning with God means agreeing with Him on everything we do. It is not that He passes a certain instruction, but we do what we feel like. And while that looks very simple, it can be very difficult, especially when you're strong-willed, especially when you're totally rooted or extremely rooted in the flesh, especially when we haven't risen above thinking about ourselves. And to keep it simple, it is submitting to his wisdom instead of trying to invent our own. That is alignment. That wisdom can be in the form of his voice speaking to us or as is common, it can be his word that stands out to us from the Bible. So what does it mean to be in alignment with God? It is when our hearts are right with God. When our spirit, our soul and body work together in peace and harmony while agreeing with that counsel that God gives us for the given circumstance, the given situation. Whether the question you are asking is, Lord, what should I include in my plan for this project that lies before me? Or whether the question you are asking is, Lord, this storm has surrounded me, what do I do now? The aligned person has a strong spirit this is often attained by feeding on God's word and praying in the Holy Spirit. And then we train our minds to think God's thoughts which we find in his word. And so that the body and the soul are controlled by this strong spirit. And it's not the other way around as it would be in the case of sin that is run by the carnal mind. That is a life that is governed or directed by the flesh and fleshly ways, by emotions, by physical feelings, senses. And by the rules and laws that we see in the flesh based on how we live, what our lifestyle is. To what extent are we indulgent there? That's where the fleshly ways work. 
1 John 5 verse 14 says, when we ask according to his will, then he hears us. That's alignment. And 3 John 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in mind and body even as your soul prospers. That is, you prosper in the body and soul. But first, that is proportional to how your spirit prospers. As your spirit prospers, then the body and the soul should follow suit in the same way. Directed by the spirit. Under the control of the spirit. So what does alignment with God then practically look like? For that you need to know what his purpose for your life is. When would you be aligned with him? You would be aligned when you know what the purpose, what, what, what is that purpose that he has set for your life. And then as Joshua 1.8 says, you observe to do according to the word of God to fulfill that purpose. For the here and the now, that is the current situation, and for the long term. So the short and the long term both. When we know what he, what his plans for us are. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 talks about plans and we pray every day, Lord, let your plan come to fruition in our life. Let your kingdom come. Let your ways be done in our lives. For that you need to know purpose. So here are five steps we can take to align with God. And these are, this alignment is key. Why align? Alignment is important if you want answered prayer. If you want God to be in your situation, your circumstance, fighting on your side all the time. We must be in alignment. When we are out of alignment, then He won't hear you. So five steps for that. The first one is to find your identity in Christ. To know who you are. And then connecting with what your purpose is. Knowing what authority he has given you in order to fulfill that purpose. So for identity, you need to read the Bible. That's the only place where it shows you who he is. But it also shows you who you are in relation to him. If we are to talk about the jealous love of God on our lives, you must first know that there is a jealous love over you. And to what extent does that jealousy go? How far will he go? What covenants has he made that are available to you? And what authority has he given you? We have this powerful series that is ongoing currently for Friday Bible study sessions. That is more of giving you an understanding of that identity and that ability that he has placed upon you. We must find out and know who we are. Only then can your prayer change from begging to commanding. If you do not know that you are an heir, if you do not know that you are carrying authority, if you do not know that you stand fighting 
against an enemy that has already been defeated by the blood and how to use that blood, you will continue to remain below and never above, begging and never commanding authoritatively. Press into the word. Number two, align your values in life and your mission with that purpose, that above purpose. Aligning your values in your mission will allow you to set healthy boundaries as well as leave you so much more fulfilled in your calling. If the values that we hold dear in our life are more fleshly oriented, they're already out of alignment. If the values we hold are in a different direction, we will be heading in that direction, missing the target, the purpose in our life. And many times God will give us cues to show where the direction is. It is for us to open our eyes in the spirit and to see where he is pointing us to. If he is sending us somewhere, he would also give us all that is needed, the resource that is needed, the hints, the suggestions, the abilities, the tools in order to reach that direction and achieve success in it. And the Holy Spirit can help with that. So it is important for us to pray for revelation of what it takes and the grace for transformation to renew our minds so that our values and our missions now come in alignment. Number three, the next one is to look at your talents, your skills and your passions. These are often giveaway hints. If he is calling you to the deliverance ministry, he will get you attracted to it. He will create an interest, a hunger to know more in that space. He will start showing you certain ideas, certain visions, certain dreams. Look to what is being placed on your life. What gifts have you been given that will help you work towards that purpose and your values? If God has called you, he will provide you with the tools of that trade. It is up to you to be alert enough to recognize them and then develop those skills. And when the right time comes, to use them. Many of us struggle even with that discernment. So even after having the tools, we have not yet gauged the direction. And so we remain where we are. And we can miss it. Number four is remove all distractions. Now these could be the busyness in our life. Our jobs, our leisures, our ambitions, my family. Things that are inclined to the flesh. TV could be one of them. Facebook. It could be anything that distracts you from focusing on your purpose. Whatever is not contributing to that purpose and instead wasting your time is a distraction. And it is very easy for us when we are living in the flesh to lose that direction and get lost into, into distraction. It is for us to be discerning in the spirit 
to recognize those activities in our life and to get rid of them. And then number five is ask the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide. He convicts. He advocates our cause. He prays on our behalf. He advises us. It is important to remind ourselves to let go of the controls that we want to place over our lives. That we want to be in charge of our lives. Of the plans that we have for our lives. It is important to let go. Surrender completely to him in humility. And allow the Holy Spirit to lead. And this is very difficult. Jesus spoke of the parable of that, the story of the rich man. Not a parable. It was the story of the rich man who came to him asking, Lord, what must I do to gain salvation? And he said, go sell everything, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me. That is directly related here. And while it looks like it's a simple story, it is yet so hard to give up. We are so invested and so plugged into everything else that we can't give those up. Some are limitations. Some we have just tied ourselves down in too many places. But the thing to remember here is he cannot use a vessel that is not empty. And what is in it is not from him. He cannot use that vessel then. He cannot use a vessel that he doesn't fully control because it would go randomly off direction. So will such a person then carry God's anointing and be used by him? What do you think is the answer? One that erratically moves off course, off direction, goes away and does their own thing. That is not alignment that cannot fulfill God's agenda, so he won't. If we are to work in his vineyard, carrying his anointing, then that alignment is must. So it is a question each of us must ask ourselves. Am I in alignment? Or am I occasionally wearing off course? What are those areas? And this now is where you start reflecting of what we touched on yesterday. What are those areas of weakness that I am falling to again and again? How do I get rid of them? Because getting rid of that darkness and replacing it with the light again is also alignment. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us, Lord, receive that gift of discernment in the Spirit so that when we reflect on our own light, on our own life, you show us where the gaps are. And we ask for a revelation of purpose as well, Lord, so that we recognize and realize that it is not about just building assets, about having a family, about raising them up, and giving our children and our grandchildren a life and inheritance, it is more than that. Help us recognize the purpose in our life, Lord, and what you have really sent us to do here. 
so that when we look at it, not from a fleshly angle, but from the angle of the spirit, where it might still just be that it is about raising those children, but we now see that it was our job to raise that prophet who would do your work. Then we do it with an understanding. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. Show us our purpose. Help us. We ask for the grace to align all our values, our understanding, our thoughts, and our energies dedicated towards that purpose. To what we need to sharpen in terms of our skills, our capabilities, our understandings, our knowledge, and the wisdom that you give us in order to fulfill that purpose. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are divided or that are facing any kind of division and separation. Lord, what you have joined together, let it stay together. Let it be brought back together. We ask for mercy. We cover every such family by your precious blood, Lord, especially the ones that we now pray for. Some are close to us. We pray also, Lord, for our own, for our personal needs, those of our families and our friends especially those that are not yet saved. Now we pray for all those that are facing all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance of your word and your ways, poverty. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, under an open heaven, we believe that prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yanda papa papa papa. 
Ruahiya. <laughs> Sandra <laughs> 
Maraska frakasta di baris dolorose jerekete ya shadi di 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 orajalara dara dara ba. Oraska daya dara dara dorose jerekete jerekete. Nabarese lirese de 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 ya babare adorokorose de de ya. Mantos ta brakasta la brate de 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 shikato kata mantos kolabria ta koziala la brasta ta rakataya. Marasa frakista kai dirikilere chetere. Rekos ta batele de chetere teke teke te. Sinanda rasta frakela rasia ta rajalarada. Shakato da 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 la da da brasta la resia de 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 de. Mara safara jalara dalara darabada baris kaliliara jalara darafali dalabraba kantosiata. Into breste kete apa barian jata rasa tada teleria jata. Insya Allah rada nambra kantosta nanti indiri jalara darabraba. Kuras kayan telam marasafara Jesus. For answered prayer. Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And the next two verses are what we normally proclaim as heralding the power in our word. But I'm just trying to connect those two. And you get the feeling that when our thoughts, as I mentioned in these words, align, then those words that we speak about when we herald will not fall to the ground. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for revelation. A second scripture shared is Isaiah 40, verse 31. Again, quoted from the NIV, which says, But those that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections is currently got a series on, I think the third three parts that he has posted on it. Today's was on courage. I'd recommend reading those. And if you are being blessed by these reflections, please share them with your family and your friends. Also, if you are being blessed by the morning encounters, the Friday Bible study sessions and the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, they are all hosted live on Zoom and YouTube. So you can share links with family and the recordings are stored on our YouTube page, posted on Facebook and also saved on the recordings are saved on our Spotify, uh, Spotify podcast page. So you can direct them there as well. And you can pray with the recording, which is the same presence of the Lord, whether it's live or in that recorded session. Give it as a gift. Let them experience the same kind of blessing that you have. Also a reminder that there will not be a Bible study session this Friday. Our next session will be the first Friday in the new year. Let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, it does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. everyone.